good evening, and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, y'all. Happy 2021. We have a real treat today for the first podcast of the year. A few weeks ago, we had the opportunity to catch up with the amazing photographer, Baranduin Briggs. And if you have been following any of the Duran Duran social media channels during the Paper Gods tour, you have seen some of her fantastic work. So let's catch up with her now. My first question is, when did your love for Duran Duran start? I actually, not too long ago, found some of my old journals. So I do know that it was in 82 or 83. I can't totally tell, but by 83, I was full-fledged. I was fully in. I don't really remember where. I think it was seen. I know I heard the songs first, and I liked them, and I saw some of the videos, and I think I was like kind of, you know, like a planet Earth and is there something I should know? And I'm like, I sort of like find this. And the girls on film, I was like, ah, I don't know. And then I think I saw Hungry Like the Wolf and I was like, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> this is it. This is going to be one. I, I, OMD was another one of my favorite bands, but I was just like, I don't know what other band could do anything like this band does. The music's really good. The visuals are good. The guys are cute. What, what, what more could I want in a band? <laughs> well, so if, if you love OMD, I'm going to tell you a fun fact. I got to see them when they opened for Power Station, and we didn't know who they were. So oh, I did. That I was, was super excited. Yeah, I did. Okay, well, they knew who they were. Oh, I was just going to say, did you see them in California? Power Station and OMD? I saw them at Cow Palace, San Francisco, yeah. and yeah, uh, I don't know who I was actually more excited about. I might have been more excited about OMD, to be honest with you. <laughs> wow. uh, yeah. Huge OMD fan. My very first albums you buy from another state that you pay tons of money for were both OMD. I bought them both, and I was like, at $17 in like 1985 or four or whatever, and I was like, <laughs> it was all my waitress money. <laughs> I wasn't even a waitress, and it was all my bus girl money. How about your love for photography? When did that start? I took a photography class in high school. It was, uh, it was a while back. Uh, I was actually in a senior high school when I first saw Duran Duran in concert. I think it was really influenced by all the, I loved the posters that I had in my room and I know that my art sensibility was really influenced by that and I was really excited to take a photography class in high school. I was already doing a lot of theater, and I knew I liked that, but I didn't know where my direction was. And when I almost immediately, from when the first time I was in the dark room, I was like, there's something about this. I don't know. It just really felt right. It felt righter than anything else I'd done. And I was like, I feel like this is something I could do for the rest of my life. That's awesome. It's funny. It really quickly, as we mentioned, you know, Duran and being influenced by the look and everything. We've talked about that, actually, on this podcast, where in each of our own ways, we've had, like, the influence that the band has had on us, whether it be artists that we were exposed to that we hadn't heard of, or even words, or the visual element, like, like obviously a lot of the creative and artistic side of it, so it's great to, to hear and interesting that you were also influenced by that as well, right? And then went in that direction for photography. Yeah, I can definitely, you know? from the, the, 
the kind of photos that I, I chose to hang on my wall or the artwork was very, the photos, I really thought a lot about the photos. And like, I remember like, you get the, the Seven and the Ragged Tiger, you know, the pinouts that they had. Yes. And I had to put them in a certain order so that they were looking in a certain direction. Yes. And they're facing, oh you know, like, I yes. really thought a lot about how it looked in photography. And that, that was kind of a, like, huh, this is something that's important to me. And I knew then that that was something that was really important to me. Cool. I, I saw that you shoot both with your Nikon and your iPhone. Which do you, like, why, when do you decide which to use? Is it just what you have at the time if you brought your big camera with you? Or how do you decide with that? So basically, it's actually three cameras, even four at sometimes. I have a little point and shoot that I almost always have with me. And uh, at any concert that I cannot get the sneak for a long time, uh, my Nikon in, I would get the point and shoot in. And that was actually what I do most of my work with for Duran Duran. Uh, it's either the Nikon or the point and shoot, whichever one I can get in because the quality is just going to be a lot better. iPhone, don't, <laughs> I don't use my iPhone for almost anything, to be honest. But in a situation where, say, I'm sending some photos back to somebody, <laughs> like, say, social media people for Duran Duran <laughs> if I happen to be doing that the iPhone's the best you know for, for doing that in the concert and saying you know this is what the band's playing right now or this is what's going on right now so that if they wanted to post any of those in the concert they would be able to do that now are you shooting those on your iPhone or are you transferring it wirelessly from your camera? I have done both I've done both because okay. I wasn't real happy with some of the quality I was getting with my um, iPhone and to have the opportunity to be taking some photos for Caddy was really important for me to do yeah. a good job. So the few times that I've had that opportunity, I wanted to do a good job. So there were a few times like at, at uh, Mount Winery, I was actually transferring pictures from the point shoot. So I was taking pictures with an icon and I'd be like trying to transfer at the same time some photos back so the quality would be the where they had me at the Mount Winery. They, they made me stay way in the back. You're not going to get anything good with an iPhone. I mean, I love my iPhone, and I just got the new one, and it's awesome, and I cannot wait to use it at a concert. The Nikon, and the, even the Panasonic, even the point shoot, is going to get better quality. You have obviously taken so many pictures of Duran, Duran, you know, and shows, and I've been to so many shows and different venues and things. I, I was wondering, like, in terms of, like, because you've done that, what do you look for with, with them having the same set list? And so there's the same sort of lighting and things like that. So uh, what do you, how do you try to, you know what I mean? Like, what do you That's actually a really good that? question in a, in a sense. I think of the shows, I'm actually surprised looking back at how different they are because they yeah. seem like they have a lot of the same set list. I look back at 2019 and how many different songs they actually play. It's kind of a surprise and how different the shows were. But the thing that's really, as a photographer, as somebody who's trying to capture the moment, it is so much a stage show. It's a theatrical performance. And I don't know that I was aware of how much everything is set. Like, you knew the big things. Like, you always know, like, Wild Boys, that's when John and Simon are singing next to each other on the stage. So you've got to get those moments where they're, you know, you right. think of that. And that's kind of obvious. But the little subtle things, like when they do such small things, like I know exactly when Roger's going to stand up now. Like, so I can, like, he's, he's like gold. Trying to get him is like a, a nightmare. <laughs> so especially if you want to get a, up close, you cannot right. see him. So, you know, like, okay, coming up to this moment, this is when Roger's going to stand up. I've got to be ready for it. Or knowing that always, like about third of the way into pressure off. Simon is going to walk over to this side of the stage or, you know, Dom's going to be over here or this is where um, Hungry Like a Wolf. John always moves over to, to stand next to Dom at the beginning of Hungry Like a Wolf and that's at the 
because then I can get these really yeah. good little moments over there or just different things. And they're small ones. But seeing it so many times, I'm now prepared for that. Yeah. And I can be ready for the moment when it happens. And I love that I'm like, I'm, I think I'm a better photographer for knowing when those moments are going to be. And there's still a lot of unscripted and unexpected moments that you've got to be prepared for. I literally missed Simon lifting up his shirt because I was doing something else. Because it wasn't what he did. Yeah, he did but that's not what he was doing. Yeah. All my friends, I'm, how did you miss it? And I was like, I don't know. Awesome. It's funny you say that though, because we have been moaned that the the show's going to be the same, the set list is going to be the same. We know exactly what's going to happen, and people even ask me all the time, "How do you have a podcast about this band? What do you talk about?" But you've just hit on it. It's because there is dynamic life going on on that stage, and there is so much to see. There are five members of that band and on the stage, plus others, and there's so much to see and talk about and do. And I like that uh, you have noticed that in the live shows, especially now. Yeah, and if you look at the shows, the September shows, those five shows in September, five or six shows in September that they did in one week, the set list was not the same any of those nights. Maybe two thirds of the songs were same. Maybe they played some of the songs one night that they didn't, you know, in two shows they didn't play in other shows, but they played quite a variety of songs in that one week. This last September the last set of shows they did oh. before yeah, when yeah. they were in Vegas oh, and they called. Oh, that's right, that's right. Because the everybody's West like, shows. you know, that's they right. did Agua Caliente, two Vegas, two in, in oh, Tahoe. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Tago. Yeah. So they did those shows, but the set list were two-thirds or three-fourths the same every night, but there was always like two or three songs that were totally different. Like, you're like, whoa, they didn't play this yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and people don't really realize it because it's, oh, it's only one song or it's only two songs that were different from the the night before but when you look at it over a whole week they played like 26 different songs and that's what keeps us coming back (laughs) (laughs) i mean how many people were thrilled to see the chauffeur right i mean yeah well and 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 kind of with that on paper gods that's when john started playing the keyboard on was it last night in the city and dance of phobia that was pretty fun they were like what's he do that he does his little dance I, I like the one for Universe Alone better because he's got his guitar right there, or his bass right there. So you know he's going to be playing right in a few minutes. I don't know why, but I think the keyboards, I think it's the same thing with Nick. It's just not very, it's not very exciting photographically. I mean, it's fun to see something yeah. different, but photographically, more like, ah, you're not moving. Probably more the lighting, right, and the shadows or whatever. Standing in a in an airport one time with somebody, and she was just like, "Oh, you're the photographer person." I'm like, "Yeah, photographer person. Thank you. <laughs> you know who I am." <laughs> uh, and she's like, "I just hate taking pictures of John because he makes all those faces. I'd much rather take pictures of Nick because he's always in the same place and he doesn't do anything." And I'm like, "Huh? Oh, okay. That's cool too." <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anybody in the history of ever say that. <laughs> I was just like. Uh, Wow. 
Wow. You have to do that. They they call it burning film. You have to burn through all that film to get those money shots. And that's how you There's a lot of crappy shots, but there's, you know, and it's hard because then, like, right now, I'm still, I'm still sorting through 2019. Like, I'm still having, there are photos, there are albums that I haven't even sorted yet. You just kind of look through and you're like, trying to judge between this photo where they're just doing something slightly different than that photo because my camera's set on continuous. So when I shoot a picture, it'll shoot three at a time. That's why one of the reasons why I take so many. So and several bursts. Yeah. So I do a lot of bursts. So you, and you just try and it sometimes it's like it'll take me less time to just fix all of these and then pick out the good one than it will be to try to sort which one's the better photo of the three. Because yeah. you can't tell sometimes until you straighten the horizon and kind of, you know, look at it. That's why I'm still fixing photos from, yeah, I've, I've managed to get through five concerts from last, from last year so far out of the 12 wow. that I went through. Wow. 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 <laughs> In an entire year of staying at home. <laughs> one or two, like, non-Duran Duran related questions, but, um, like, who are some of the photographers that have influenced you or had an impact on you, whether it be the style or your love of you know, wanting to do this or anything like that. I really was influenced by a lot of the um, like surrealist movement. So um, looking at Man Ray and I can't remember the one photographer you stood up and you would just take pictures. I have that right now. I'm blanking out on his name. All I can think of is Matisse and it's not Matisse, but they all began with him. But there's one guy, he would just like take pictures and he would stand up and just be in them. It was called the decisive moment. He's the, that was, he coined the phrase the decisive moment. And those kind of photographers, that's that's a huge influence on me, that whole period right there where photography was really coming into stride, studying that in school, where people could actually get an instant photograph and didn't have the long camera times that they used to have. And I just love that idea of just, you know, capturing a moment rather than setting up a moment. I'm not the kind of photographer who creates a moment. I'm the kind of photographer who captures a moment. And that's why I love live photography is because you're not posing somebody. You're capturing them being exactly who they are. And it's not a setup. It's not a fake smile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fake smile. Mm-hmm. And that's an important mm-hmm. distinction. That's a very important distinction. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, just to follow that up, is it Henri Cartier-Bessin? Yes. 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 Okay. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, all of a sudden, that's not an M name. I thought all my photographers were names. <laughs> right. Applethorpe and... And Man Ray. And ah, yes, yes, yes. Looking at my my shelf of my photography behind me. <laughs> I love so, it. So, sort of related to that, um, and and it could be related to you know in a in a Duran show or just out and about, uh, which obviously right now there's not a lot of that. But are there times where needs you want to capture that moment versus okay, I'm not going to do that I'm just like I'm going to take it in for myself and and I'm going to absorb it and I'm going to just have it in my psyche it's really hard for me to stop thinking about things photographically like when I'm when I'm at some place and there's a I went to a Zaza concert and he didn't allow photographs yeah and he didn't allow any photographs nothing and I stole two right at the beginning (laughs) officially the announcement hadn't come out even though I knew from other concerts that he didn't want photographs I felt like if I did it really quick before they said no photographs 
<laughs> but I tried to honor that because it, it, it was his wish to not have photos. And I, I really do try to honor that. But oh my gosh, looking at the lines, the way the show was, and thinking this would be such a great photo and this would be such a great photo. It was really tough. But there are moments, I had a moment in Atlanta where I set down the camera and, you know, I get I get a more of an interaction with the band members. There's one, another time in San Francisco where I took a picture of Nick across, like, he was, like I was away. I definitely like to be on, uh, like, on the John side because otherwise the guitar heads tend to be in people's faces. Mm, yeah. So that's a better angle to take pictures. And it's also really nice because, like, if you're in the right spot, Nick is pretty visible. You got a good shot of just about everybody on stage. And I'm looking over and I take a picture of Nick. And I, in my own imagination, like, I don't know that this really happened. Took a point and shoot, put the camera down, and it totally looked like he went, Did you just take a picture of me? And I went, <laughs> Yes, I did. And he smiled at me. <laughs> and I, you know, maybe I'm totally imagining the whole thing, but if you don't set the camera down at some point, you don't have those interactions. Exactly. So if you want to have a moment, but then again, I'm, I'm a photographer at heart, so I guess having the photos is almost more important to me than having those moments. Yeah. Like that's, that's how I think I express my fandom in a way, but I still do treasure the moments that I have had. Well, and, and we um, also agree with you on John's side. We try to get center to John's side. For what you're saying is you can see all the guys from that angle. You can see them really well. So we love that. Yeah, and it's tough because ever- that's where everybody wants to be, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever shot OMD? We mentioned them early. Love OMD. Have you shot them before? I have, and I actually had a really weird experience. I was trying to buy a ticket to them or something, and I, I inadvertently ended up with this ticket that there was like, I don't know quite how I did it, but they're like, oh, you get to go to the like the sound check. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. I don't know how I got the ticket, but I'll, I'll be at the sound check. And I, I went in and the sound check, and they're like, okay, everybody with the purple ones has to leave, and everybody in the red ones gets to go over here and meet the band. And I'm like, I've got the red ticket. I get to meet the band. <laughs> this is awesome. And it was the second time I'd seen them at the same venue, and the first time I took some really amazing photos and I'm like dang it whatever oh I have my iPad I have my iPad so I'm like tra- frantically pulling up some pictures to show the band and I get up to the front and I'm like I didn't know I was going to be here but I really want to show you some pictures I took of you and they were they're all looking at them going these are amazing these are so great how do we how do we get some of these I'm like I've tagged you in them I've done everything and they're like sent a message to our social media person and I did and he used one photo wow, wow. I, have, wow. I have amazing photos of them I have some great photos of Modest Mouse. I mean, I have a whole yeah. live album. It's like uh, comedy shows that I've been to. I have uh, photos of Penn and Teller. I've got photos of Weird Al. I love doing that. I'm not just like, oh, I only do Duran Duran. That's it. I was yeah. Duran Duran's first band that acknowledged my photos. That's what makes them special. Caddy noticed my photos and shared some. And that's what makes, I mean, I'm a Duran Duran fan from a long time ago. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm in it because I love Duran Duran, but they're the band that gave back to me. That means a lot I to me. That. That they, they're the ones. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned Nick noticing you take a picture and the exchange that you felt happened after that, which I, I love. But we've talked about it a lot and, you know, the whole history of the band and everything, the band being based on Nick and John's love of Roxy music and all that. And I, I just, when you were telling that story, I just imagined Nick and John in the front row at a Roxy music show 
And had he been the Nick he is today, he probably would have had a camera just like you did, taking a picture of his favorite band and doing the same thing. So I honestly think he probably appreciated your effort in trying to take his image from where you were. I mean, I think that that's one of the nice things about Duran Duran is they don't ban cameras. A lot of bands do. Uh, they don't ban anybody from taking pictures. Uh, the, the camera restrictions are based on the venue, and I love that. I really really appreciate that but at the same time I can understand why a band doesn't want to look out to see a bunch, a bunch yeah. of phones yeah. I do think that that does take something away from the interaction and I love I totally understand you know I want to be able to take pictures so I totally understand other people wanting to be able to do that but I also understand that you know for some people it shouldn't be their thing they should be there to be there for the band and I love that there's a little bit of everything you know that they can do that and I, I do know that they're seeing more of a sea of phones now when you look out everybody's got their phone out and everybody's recording or photo and that's got to be hard. And I, I get it, but, but I love that they still let us do it. So they must understand and appreciate on some level. I know fewer and fewer artists are requiring or like mandating no cameras at all because it's so hard to logistically make people not bring in their cell phones yeah. or whatever. So I, I, I'm glad that Duran doesn't. Yeah, well, Matt Johnson said he it. just doesn't, he doesn't want to see cameras when he, he wants yeah. to interact with people and I, oh, yeah. I totally yeah. understand that yeah, yeah. I, I understand it too because you want to appreciate it and like take it in and all that but it was like I, I just I love the song and I want to capture it and then that was it I put it away but um yeah but yeah. I will say I've had an interactive moment I don't know about Roger but I've had an interactive moment with every single member of the band and it has not been when I've been holding it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, I get photos so of them. Right. Um, I get photos yeah. of them looking at the camera and and maybe even kind of reacting to the camera. But if you want a moment where you are actually having a give and take, like the one with Nick, I had the camera down. I had Absolutely. one where where Simon actually kicked me out of the crowd and flirted with me while <laughs> he was on. It was before Come Undone, and I was just laughing because I knew he was flirting with the audience, saying we're all still got it. And I love the fact that he was saying that that here are a bunch of 40, 50 year old women, and he's like, or men too, and he's like, you guys all, we all bring it. And I'm like, oh, I love the fact that he's doing this, and I'm happy. And he's like, what are you laughing at? And I'm like. <laughs> 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 so you know that doesn't happen if you have the cameras. Yeah, I would agree. I think that we've all had the experience. You know, luckily we've been close enough where we've had an experience. To your point, I've actually had an experience with everyone except for Nick. Actually, um, in the audience, and it's when I didn't have my phone going. So yeah. you were so right. Jody. So that's something that I probably missed out on more than others. I might have more moments, but if that's the price I'm paying, I am absolutely willing to pay it because my brain can't stop thinking of photos. I went and looked for some stuff to kind of give myself some familiarity about who you are and what you do and all that. And I found a Smug Mug page. And there's one section I need to ask you about because I saw <laughs> some pictures that made me very happy. And you've already mentioned that you love taking uh, pictures at, at other shows and things. I'm just going to name some names of images that I saw. Number one, you have a stuffed animal, stuffed moose named Boo. Yes, I and do. Boo right tends, over there. <laughs> Boo tends to get around, apparently, especially to comedy shows. There are pictures of Boo with Mark Marin, Garfunkel and Oates, Sarah Bell, who I adore, Mr. Peanut Butter, um, Dave from Kids in the Hall, Eric freaking Idol, and Rick Dewey. They all like people. And Nick Yeah, and he did as well. I looked at that and I was like, oh my goodness. 
administration's This Girl Loves Comedy. So tell us, how how did this happen, and how did Boom get around so much? Uh, I feel bad, because Boom has really taken a back seat in the last <laughs> couple of years. Um, oh, and, and it, it makes me really <laughs> sad, but I, I got situations where I felt like I needed to be taken more, like, with around the Duran Duran thing, like, I just felt like that becoming instead of me being a professional photographer, and it, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit. But he's been to almost all of the Duran Duran shows that I've been to. Wow. He, he rides around on my backpack. The only one he didn't go to was one in New Orleans where they said that no stuffed animals were allowed. Oh, really? Um, That's very specific. <laughs> I think they're talking more smuggling drugs or something. relationship-wise right now, but uh, with the person that I, I married, we were on an early date, very early date, and we went down to Universal Studios, just, you know, it's like our first weekend away or whatever, and we go there and it's raining, it's just pouring, and you can't do anything at Universal Studios if it's raining. Cause it's almost all outdoors. Yeah. And we go into this one store, and there's these little stuff moose. I'm gonna grab him real quick. Cause he is right here, and he can he can he can have his moment. He doesn't get to get out as much anymore. So this is Boo. Uh, <laughs> and um, love it. I, he's a, a Northern Exposure moose, and I just thought he was the cutest oh in the world. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and my and my boyfriend wanted. And my boyfriend wanted to, you know, like, oh, we're in new relationships. So I was like, let me buy him for you. And because it was raining, we started placing and placing and taking photos and doing stupid things. I'm like, this is so much fun. I'm going to take him everywhere. And he said, oh, that'll never last. <laughs> and he has traveled everywhere with me. Like I said, he has a harness that I put him in and he rides on the back of my backpack. And it, and over the years, uh, as things go, I do a lot more by myself. And even um, within this relationship, a lot of times we'd go someplace, I'd be out exploring by myself. It was just nice to have a companion. You know, for me, it was a it was a weird transition into being somebody who felt comfortable. Like, and Duran Duran had a huge influence on my, my as I call it, my inner Gryffindor. Uh, coming to terms that way, I screamed. Yeah. Um, I always thought that I wasn't that brave. And then I was like, oh, if I want to go to the concert, I don't have anybody. I, like, I, I listened to a couple of your podcasts, and you guys talk about having companions to go to these things, like going to John Taylor's book signing or going to concerts. I didn't have any Duran Duran fans. We went to concerts. I went to Depeche Mode. I went to Tears of Fears. I went to all of these concerts. One concert when I would have to go by. You know, I didn't have anybody to go with me. When it even came to paper gods. And I'm like, I'm going to drive to Berkeley to go see this concert on a Friday night by myself. I'm like, who am I? So I'm like buying a ticket and trying to find some friend who'll go to see a concert on a Friday night in Berkeley with. Boo is my companion. He'll, he's been he's been to a few Duran Duran concerts. You know, like, with me. He's always going to be there. And I think that's where he came from. I love it. That's a great story. I know. I do love it. And I, I, I also have a deep love of number one, Northern Exposure, and Moose because of Northern Exposure. And I also want to mention that I did not say uh, in my list of people that you took a picture with was Howard Kramer, who was a comedian, is a comedian, who started out in Austin. He actually, very, very many years ago, did a, a very short-lived television series called Austin Stories. And oh, I've seen yeah. him, I've seen him uh, perform stand-up at different comedy clubs around Austin and everything. And my husband and I thought he was just brilliant and to see you with him I was like that guy still exists that's awesome so, <laughs> we were like we have a, a thing up here in San Francisco called SF Sketchback that they do yeah, every yeah, January yeah. except yeah. for this coming January and it's an amazing yeah. show and 
and you do have such access to people. So like for me, it's like, you know, I, I just remember like the time I, I was like walking around the corner, ran into Bradley Whitford from West Wing. And I was like, yeah, we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like such an idiot. But I'm like, I, I, I. but yeah, there's, there's been a few times where I, I haven't done it and I kind of kicked myself. So I love it. I love it. I love it. And you know what? Now you've got friends to go to shows with because if we don't travel, we're at least with you in spirit. I went to Iceland uh, last year to see yeah. Duran Duran, yeah. and I was I went completely by myself. Uh, the thought was, you know, I didn't, you know, people were like you're gonna go, and I'm like, I cannot. I've reached a point because I am sort of getting known now for my photography. I'm like, I cannot. I I've gone to New Orleans. I can't go anywhere and not know people. Like I will mm-hmm. go there, uh-huh. and I will know people there. And in fact, before I left, Michelle Cooper um, gets a hold of me. She's like, "What are you going?" I'm like, "I'm going to fly in on the 20th of June." She's like, "Me too. Let's get a hotel together." And we we spent the whole week kind of hanging out and checking out Iceland. She had a couple things she wanted to do over there, but most of the time we we're like, "Okay, let's go do this together. Let's go do that together." So I was, you know, we have yeah. dinner together. I was not alone at all. So. I love it. I love it. I always hate people made, standing in line. Yeah, I've made yeah. so many good friends now, and, and and I do like Amanda and Michelle and Sandy and Lon and Aaron. Like I have these like girlfriends now that are like Duran Duran fans, <laughs> and I'm so excited by that. And and got you know David and Jason, so many people I've met. I I cannot go anywhere without. But it, it was scary the first year. It wasn't until every concert I went to was kind of an adventure that led to the next one. And yeah. I mean, like, I went to Cancun by myself and I did yeah. not know anyone. And I spent yeah. a day at an all inclusive resort completely alone, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is really weird. But I saw Duran Duran and then I went to DC for the New Year's show. And yeah. that, like, we were there. Getting to, yeah. And I didn't, I was, I, I tweeted, anybody comes into the bar. And says, you're the girl on Twitter. I will buy you a drink. And David, <laughs> voice from noise is like, you're crazy. You're going to buy so many drinks. I'm like, I am not going to buy one drink. Not one person is going to come up to me. And he goes, you come to Atlanta and I will buy you a drink. And <laughs> I did go to Atlanta and I went because of that. Yeah. And I met like five people dancing at a club afterwards that nice. are still friends of mine. Yeah. I mean, and the world well, is and, true. I mean, yeah. And, and Brandon, yeah. where, where, where can we I went to London last year to see AHA at Royal Albert Hall by myself. And so I wanted to see them and I wanted to see Royal Albert Hall. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. And I met up with some of the fans. They had a meet and greet beforehand at a pub. So yeah, you just meet fellow fans. And side note, we all bought tickets for London this week. So fingers crossed that's going to happen in July. <laughs> I, I haven't bought any tickets yet. I don't know if I'll, you know, what I'll do. But I, I praise just, you know, they're going to do election day, right? They have. And that interview, he said, we're going to get Grace up there to do election day. I Don't know. I was thinking that as soon as I saw Grace Jones, I'm like, they're going to have to do Arcadia song. There's no way out Wouldn't it be great if we did? He didn't say they would. I know. But I don't know. We brought it up. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens after Ireland. Let's just, I'm I'm like waiting to see first if I can even travel, if the vaccine comes out, what's gonna exactly. happen. But, yeah. Uh, There's a lot of things that need to fall into place, but yeah, very hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah London's one of my favorite places. I went to London just all on my own just to go to London because London's such an amazing place. And then I went to the Savoy and I had uh, the, yeah. the the cocktails that were the Duran Duran cocktails. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Now, there is something to be said about traveling alone. Like, I, I can't even describe Like, And the one and only time that I have done it was going to San Francisco. Oh, and oh wow. An amazing experience. And I got I got my belly button pierced at um, the Gauntlet <laughs> in Castro. I mean, it was I, just, and I, I met people, and, I, and it had nothing to do with a show. I just, it, it yeah. was a, a business trip, and I wound up just uh, extending my stay. And, yeah, it was amazing. And I met a lot of great people, and yeah. I really have to appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to go at any other, anybody else's pace. No. For me, the only hard part is dinner. I like to have somebody to talk yeah. over the day with dinner. Yeah. And, and I learned, I learned when I went to the, did the Cancun DC back to back trip. How do you pack for <laughs> Cancun and, <laughs> yeah. anyway. You go sit at a bar. You know, you don't go to, that's, I'm not, despite my, uh, I'm not a huge, like, party girl, but you go find a bar, and you almost always get into conversation with the bartender, with the people next to you. And it's fun, and you just meet new people. I, I felt really bad because you know, when I got into DC, I'm like, oh my god, hi! I just like talk to people next to me because I thought for two days. <laughs> yeah. See, my first solo was to San Francisco too. For the first time really? before I'd ever gotten really any photos um, shared, and I I ended up with a picture of me in the background of a picture that somebody took on stage. That's actually my profile pic on on my uh, Instagram. Is this photo somebody, some random person backstage took of John Taylor, and you can just <laughs> totally see me sitting there in the background. I'm like, I'm like on the thing after we got off the plane. I'm like, doo, doo, doo. hey, hey! <laughs> so I'm like telling these total strangers how excited I am to have my picture on Instagram. Blah blah. blah. It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little bad. things that excite us. Exactly. <laughs> no shame in that. They're just like, we just sat down here. We didn't need your life story. <laughs> has photographing the band in a professional capacity, giving you a new perspective on the band. And I, I kind of feel like you touched on that when you talked about how you noticed the little things, but um, did you want to expand on, on, on that question? I think it really has kind of changed a lot of things. It's, it's interesting because I do feel in a, in a weird sort of way, like I have a, it's going to sound all wrong, but I don't know how to say it correctly, like an intimate knowledge of them in a way, because I like looking at that t-shirt that they just put out, like, I can tell who's who really easy. I'm sure most people can. But I see people going, oh, this, you know, I'm like, that's that's not Nick. What do you mean that's, that's not Nick there? You know, whatever. Because I know exactly what all their faces look like. I know where they're, you know, maybe some of their stronger features, the weaker things, some of the things. And I feel like a, a, maybe a familiarity that I don't necessarily have in a lot of ways. But it does, it feels, it does create sort of this kind of a feeling like I'm, and maybe that's why I like photography, because it does, in a sense, make me feel like I'm part of it, like part of the experience, part of the, the whole um, thing. But I will say, 
in a weird one of the things, and I think this touches on what we were talking about just just a few moments ago. One of the most amazing moments for me as somebody who got some really great opportunities to photograph the band was it was a moment in Las Vegas. I was doing the VIP thing, and that's basically kind of a, was kind of what I. I I was doing is I I talked talked myself into being able to shoot this kind of a VIP tour that they gave and was just doing this backstage tour and I'm taking some of the photos. At one point, Kevin, who works with Roger, comes up and he accidentally bumps into me and I've been hanging out and talking to him. And then Ozzy walks in, who's Nick does Nick's keyboard, and he sees me, comes up and he gives me a big hug. And and Bernie is just me. He's like, hey, I, I see you take some really good photos. Can you, you know? And I, we're having a conversation and they made me feel like. I was part of the family at that moment. And that was an amazing feeling. Like having Kevin and Bernie and, and Ozzy and Dave and all of these different people make me feel like like I was and I, I don't know how like I don't I don't need to like I know like like one of these people want to like sit at the hotel and meet the band members and do these things. I don't need that. What I I just want to take my pictures, you know? <laughs> and to be part of the group that that got into that and can do that. It, it did feel like a family that Ken talked about that sometimes when he was doing the tours, how the touring group was a family. And although I, I felt like maybe I was a cousin that was visiting from out of town, I was still <laughs> kind of a family member. And it was sort of an amazing, amazing moment for me, which I will treasure always. But just that time when, when Kevin comes up and kind of boom, boom, and I'm like, like, he knew what he was doing. And he was doing it because he knew who I was. And, and to have that moment was really like, I, I could not stop grinning the whole night. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's yeah, that is. That is. That is. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and we we love Ozzy and Bernie, and they're amazing. <laughs> it was so embarrassing because I didn't even know who Bernie was, and I'm like sitting there talking to Kevin because I knew I met Kevin through my friend Michelle. So I see him sitting there with some people, and I'm chatting with him, and I go back to everybody. I'm like, oh yeah, I was just saw Kevin over at the, the food court. And he was sitting there with this woman and this guy, and, blah, blah. and they're like, did he have long? No, it wasn't that long. I'm sure. Well, maybe it sounds like Bernie, but maybe he cut his hair, and I'm like. Okay, I don't know who Bernie is. <laughs> well, we're at time that you want to share with, with us and with the I'm, I'm, I'm much better at answering questions than I am with coming up with okay. things. I think the only thing that I would say is that, you know, I do have my Instagram accounts, but I have two of them. And I know people, you know, most of these people probably know about my, my Duran Duran one. But I also have my other one, which is just BBAMLK, which is, you know, not maybe Duran Duran pictures all the time, very rarely. Uh, although I did kind of post one today um, for a, the theme black I, I do uh love to get some you know some love for my non non duran duran photos you have there lots to. and lots and lots of beautiful travel photos i'm a sucker for travel too and your photos are just beautiful so i am yeah i'm so lucky to have traveled a lot i hope to do that some more i hope that that's not over with because travel is probably and that's one of the things I think I love about being a Duran Duran fan recently is because it has. Uh, I wanted to go to Iceland for so long. I, I cannot tell you how long I've tried to get, you know, we could fly here and stuff in Iceland beforehand. And eh, I don't want to go to Iceland. So for me to have that opportunity and then Ireland, I've never been to Ireland. I'm like, yeah, Duran Duran's going to take me to all the I countries I've never been to, but I've been in Iraq for a while, okay? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> Ireland is so beautiful. It's just so it's so green, so lush. I can't believe I've never managed to make it there. So hopefully, I, I mean, Emma, I have a friend, Emma, who actually came out to London to meet me. She's so excited. She's never seen Duran Duran in concert. She's like, I want to go see Duran Duran and meet you in Ireland. So, yes, 
in for a treat. I think the one advantage of it being delayed for years, I think a few people are like, oh yeah, I'm going to do Ireland now. So I might actually have a whole group of friends there instead of, at the time, a year ago, it's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to do Ireland. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much. This was just fun to catch up. And like you yeah, well, said, thank you for inviting me. It was, it was a really enjoyable discussion. Thank you. Yay! Thank you for tuning in to the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a while. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast player, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and you can even find us if you ask Alexa. Make sure to also follow our Instagram page too. See you again real soon.